like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... It's oh yeah. man! Oh man! There's there's oh, a lot man. of old mans going on at the beginning of this show. There really is, and oh man, have you all heard about the news coming out of Scottsdale, Arizona yesterday? Oh, Scottsdale! Scottsdale. That's that's in your neck of the woods. Yes, Scottsdale is the Orange County of Maricopa County. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, um, yesterday at the Bath and Body Works at the Fashion Square Mall in Scottsdale. Oh, it's a whole square full of fashion. Um, there was a brawl between a bunch of white women. Yeah. Um, over hand cream. I wish it was over hand cream. So I was like, "Where's was was there? Were they doing the the candle sale? Is that what happened?" There was a candle. There was a candle involved. So mm. what had happened what? No. was I I'm try I was trying to piece together the information. I watched a lot of videos, different angles, that sort of thing. Oh my God. Um, you were doing some investigative the, journalism. The FBI. I was. Yeah. I I feel like I need to embrace my inner white woman and do some snooping on the internet <laughs> <laughs> about other people. Uh, no. So from what I am gathering is there was a typical um, white woman from Scottsdale. So you can picture a what Karen she looks your mind's like. Probably a Karen. She's, um, yes. Uh, and you mentioned, uh, Tuna, that it was nice this weekend. So she's in tube top. Mm. Yeah. And, great, it's, and, great. It's, and booty shorts. It's 80s here, yeah. guys. It's and, and, hell yeah. And snarls. So she... Sans mask. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, apparently gets into it with a black woman uh-huh. who's like, you're standing too close to me with no mask on. Fair. White, very fair. Yeah. White woman. They then get into some sort of verbal confrontation. So the Bath and Body Works people start to like try to break it up. The white woman called her like white trash, which is true. And this, this white woman got pissed threw a candle at her. Nice. And so they were like, nope, nope. And this started like this sort of brawl. So like the Bath and Body Works worker like kind of grabbed this woman and pushed her off to the <laughs> side. Meanwhile, there's like unrelated Karen, unrelated white lady Karen uh-huh. who starts pushing and getting physical with what I'm assuming because she was an older woman, the manager of the store who goes, not today, and starts throwing hands. And it was... <laughs> catch these hands, bitch. She was like, catch these hands, <laughs> tackles her to the... like gets into a fight and this is how you can tell this this woman is well respected within the bath and body Works stores her co-worker no questions asked comes and like fucking football tackles the both of them to like hell yes keep fighting and also try to break up the fight now i also saw this fight it was was a fucking brawl in the bath and body works i need to see this video you definitely need to forward this i will send this to you i'm sorry bob continue i have seen it and to me it certainly looked like somebody was trying to get moisturized aggressively Sure. Because it was a hand straight to the face yeah. with sort of a rub motion. And I'm yes. like, does this woman just, does she have a chapped face from those dry Possibly. Arizona summers? She she Maybe. probably sits out in the sun a lot. Yes. So the, And this woman was like, now, now, get that on your face. I, saw I different- think if I was to get in a fight in a Bath and Body Works, mm-hmm. I would go for some sort of room spray, body spray, and in just eyes, chemical right? warfare that shit. Yeah, you know? Sure. She just did the typical, like, I'm going to pull your hair. 
So they were just pulling each other's mm, hair at that a point. A classic technique. And everyone that you see one video and everyone's like, oh, it was the employee who started the fight. No, no. If you look at it from another angle, yes. it looks like the uh, the other Karen, maskless Original Karen. Karen or second Karen? Second Karen. Karen number Karen two. Karen number two. There's brunette Karen, and then she comes in seeing... I don't even know if these women know each other or if there's Probably just two not. separate fucking fights inside the Bath and Body Works. But then she comes, so there's like two brawls kind of occurring at the same time. Look, it's amazing. And then they're like, you need to get out of the store. And she's like, that was out my purse. I'm like, get the fuck out, and I'll throw you your purse. When I cannot imagine going to... One, going to a mall right now. That seems like a no. terrible idea. We need to go Arizona. Maskless. Mask up, Arizona. And number two... If I was in a Bath and Body Works, which I would probably never be in, no. and a fight broke out, I think I would just step back and like marvel at its glory. The number of people who stepped back and just calmly pulled out their phones I and were just I like, be this one is of my them. thing. This was my Saturday. Nobody likes to admit the level of tension in the air during one of those candle sales because everybody's trying to get those hot scents. Oh, those candle, I'm, like, no joke. Those candle sales are insane. Same. When yes. the website crashes, yep. it floods Twitter. Yep. And all people complain about is the fucking candle sale. It's a yep. dangerous prospect being Look, in there. The candles are nice. They smell very good. Certain ones, not the ones that smell like food. They all smell like too much and they're overpriced. You could buy much better candles. Shop local, guys. Right, yeah. but that, that's, go on Etsy. You can get something made by hand by some weird hippie with ask orange your hair. Old, ask your old pal, podcast mom. She'll make you Podcast one. mom will make yeah, you candles. podcast mom made delicious smelling candles that didn't smell like pie. Nope. True. And I didn't have to cut a bitch to get. True. No. no. Great candles. Great candles. Yeah. So that that was that was a lot of somebody's Saturday afternoon in that, Scottsdale. So this was yesterday. This was yesterday. Yeah, they hit the that's, internet like a storm. That's uh, I mean it's it was cold and now suddenly it's very warm. Yep. So everyone, all the Tensions all the turtles of Arizona are waking up and coming out of their homes. Yep. And they're like apparently I need needing and to lotion. buy moisturizer. Yeah. And and the idea of being called a tra- like white trash like that's the politically charged thing you're gonna get mad at no bitch you are white trash yeah i mean i did see the video and it's hard to describe them as anything else yes i wonder what the nexus of the like like the 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 genesis of the fight was it was i think the black lady told the white lady you're standing too close to me and then they exchanged words and then she got called white trash threw a candle at her which started one part of the fight got it so it wasn't even over a delightful bath and body works product it was no. over personal safety and space which Correct. feels much more justified yeah. i'm now 100 percent on black woman's team i'm yeah, just gonna 100% say that team black woman i'm yeah. a little disappointed that it wasn't candle related or that it I, wasn't I, like i know in i these, did in want these them to times. be like i wanted them to be throwing hands over the last like juniper breeze hand cream you right? know yes like, exactly oh that that's cucumber melon cucumber like, melon guys, body spray come with us as we go back to my my childhood i know pear berry i'm like tr- <sighs> all i remember are flavors that were there when i was a youth was it like 98 99 maybe yeah late a 90s lot of, a lot of plumeria plumeria that's when i couldn't think of a lot of fucking plumeria juniper breeze yeah cucumber brown melon. sugar vanilla oh my god Yep, you guys, welcome back to the late 90s with us. You can, every single woman listening to this right now knows. can can smell it yes. in their mind's nose. Oh, yeah. Their mind's mm. nose. 
Think of it's your like mouth. your mind's eye, but, but it's your, your nose. nose. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Everyone can now smell that fucking plumeria hand cream. Yep. They're back in a hallway passing period for high school and yeah. everyone fucking smells like and it. And everybody smells. In my high school, it was cucumber melon. Everybody smelled of that shit. Yeah. Everybody. Oh, everybody. It is, oh, they're all so sweet. Yeah. Oh, God. The good old days, you guys. Oh, my God. Speaking of sweets. <gasps> Hi. Hi. Hi to welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. We're the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And if someone gets too close to you with an unmasked face, we will fight them for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we have a podcast any, mom. Any She's kind of always looking for an excuse to fight. It, you know what? Accurate. It is uh, 100% accurate. Give me a reason to throw some fucking punches. I will say one of the most delightful things about having podcast mom as a best friend is that if I am mad at anyone, she's instantly right there matching my anger 100%. No matter what the situation, she's just like, why we hate them? I'm here. Yeah, I'll talk so much shit about them. I'll like slash your tires. I'll burn their car down. Like, what do you want to do? I'll just be like, oh my God, this woman at the Ralph, she'll be like, I'll punch her in the face. Where is she? Yeah. Like, she's there for you. Yeah. Look, it's it's part of the package. <laughs> this is it's like true. one of the wonderful accessories you get when you're friends with Podcast Mom. Yeah. Yeah. She's willing to fight anybody for you. I don't even care if you're Joint wrong. rage. She's always there to help you with your rage. Yep. Yep. That's me. I I have a lot of... Yeah, it's like of, included in this, pa- in this package... It's like Melissa action figure, Kate Spade handbag. Yeah, uh, this is true. Uh, so far, so good. Three uh, three kinds of hand cream. Three, ti- three <laughs> kinds of hand cream at now any I'm time. Now I'm feeling attacked. Of, some sort of knitting loom. Correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, and an undying rage. Yeah. For, a rage against a machine. Yeah. And yeah. a desire to kill. This seems right. This yeah. is the, ba- this baked is the goods sold separately. Package. The what sold separately? Baked goods sold separately. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But speaking of baked goods, God, that's two. That's two really good like segues that I've just, you know, mowed right over. Uh, this week, <laughs> we are, uh, our beverage of choice is caramel. Can you turn the can, husband? Is We're ca- trying. It's called Caramel Current. It's a pastry stout out of Coronado Brewing, which is down in San Diego. San Diego. And um, it is, it is something. I don't know that we call it our beverage of choice. <laughs> I, I would call it if, gross. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it drinkable. It's um, it's it's we're, we'll we we'll get, get to, it, to it, but it's maybe trying too hard. It kind of tastes like a giant can of vanilla extract. A little bit. So anyway, we were like pastry stout. What are we gonna do? Tuna had the brilliant idea. Food ghosts. Yeah, food ghosts, hungry ghosts, something whatever. haunted bakery, haunted restaurant, ha- whatever that means to you. Yes. And what that means to me is a haunted restaurant. So thank you. There you you go. They serve food there. People who have a hunger go there to sate that hunger. Anyway, may I begin? Oh, yeah. I would love for you to begin. The Whitney Mansion, located in Detroit, Michigan, is pretty well known. (laughs) Detroit is pretty well known, uh, is a pretty well known fine dining restaurant in the city. The Which finest is of dining. Built on rock and roll. In addition to. Or Red Wings goals. Or Red Wings goals. Not so much right now. Yeah. But in addition to a fine dining restaurant, the Whitney is also home to an upscale lounge on the third floor. 
Uh, however, before becoming a house of food and booze, it was just a regular old house filled with people. Filled with Whitney's? Filled with Whitney's, correct. Who fought over Bath and Body Works candles. It's all it's full <laughs> circle. It's all full circling. Yep. It's a circle of candles. Because a candle is, is a, circle. a circle. I mean, you can make square candles, but why would you do that? Um, the Whitney Mansion was built between 1890 and 1894 for David Whitney Jr., a very wealthy lumberman who was considered one of the richest dudes in all of Detroit. Ooh. I know. So Mr. Whitney was born in 1830 in Massachusetts and got into the wood business. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Moving to Detroit when he was 27. Gentlemen, present lumber. His wood was so massive uh. that it extended from the most eastern seaport of the United States all the way into like the Michigan, Ohio, Indiana area. It was a long wood. He had trouble buying pants. You really did. Wooden daddy. Wooden daddy. This wood dealership. <laughs> Wooden daddy. So his wood dealership <laughs> was the largest in all of the realm. Quote, quoteth the website for some time. He's got the most wood. He had the most wood for some time. Yeah. It was the biggest and bestest wood for a minute. And like any thick other. Thick with lumber. Thick Thick with a couple girthy, girthy, and like any other wealthy men of this time, he diversified. He he was like, you know, woods not. He just got into for balls. Me. He he did get a little bit into balls. He got into real estate. He got into boats, and he got into banking. Got it. He got into semen. He did. He, he got, got into lumber he, and semen. Lumber, he nice. come, he, semen. He's he's diversified his lumber into semen. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly, and and money. Lots booze and booze night. Lots of money. Yes. So <laughs> David married Flora McLaughlin in 1860, and they had four children. David, Flora, Anne, Catherine, and Grace. The family lived in a modest home, which was considered a tad out of date until Flora's death in 1882. David was fine with this, living in this, like, modest home, even though he was a cajillionaire. Uh, and even said on many occasions that he would be happy living in a log cabin if he could. But David likes wood. The man likes wood. He really, this likes man wood. loves logs. Yeah, he gets off on the smell of fresh cut. It's wood. big. It's heavy. It's wood. Girthy. Yeah, man. It's better, it's better than, than bad. bad. It's, it's good. good. <laughs> uh, however, David's new wife, Sarah also known as his dead wife's sister. Uh, oh, gross. Yeah. Mm. She, not so much, doesn't want to live in a log cabin. She's an uppity bitch and wants a fancy house. She, and she wants a house of fancies. And a house of fancies is what she got. So in Good for you, Sarah. In 1890. Yeah, fuck your brother-in-law. Get a fancy house out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Construction in 1890 began on the behemoth 21,000 square foot home. It had complete with 52 rooms, 10 bathrooms, 218 windows, 20 fireplaces, a secret vault, personal elevator, and Tiffany glass windows, which cost more than the rest of the house combined. Jesus. The most expensive part of that house were the fucking Tiffany windows. Very nice. Yeah. That's a fancy window. That is. And uh, all told, the house cost. Which their children immediately broke. Oh, yeah. They were adults by this point. Playing baseball in the backyard. They were adults, so they weren't playing baseball. I mean, maybe they were playing baseball. <laughs> the city immediately built a golf course right next right door. Right next yep. door. Those windows constantly had to be repaired. This country club is really going to take up the property values. Crash. Crash. Shit. I mean, there was an athletic club right next door, so maybe 
golf balls, tennis balls, balls. Any kind of balls. balls. He, again, he's Any diversifying. Kind of all the balls you could want. Into yeah. the ball trade. They Undone like, by balls, he said. They were like, there's just wood over there. I need to smack my balls toward the wood. They go together like peanut butter and jelly. It is true. So anyway, uh, all told, the house cost $400,000 to build, which is um, almost $12 million in today money. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, Whitney... Only got to enjoy the fruits of his labor, his his four hundred thousand dollars for six years. Uh, on November thirtieth, nineteen hundred, David died of a heart attack. Oh. I was like, when Sarah killed him. Yeah, <laughs> I got my house. I didn't have to have any of your children. Stabby, stab, stab. No. Yeah, heart get while well, getting's good. With murder. Uh, so yes, and Sarah continued to live in the mansion, all all twenty one thousand square feet by herself until her death in nineteen seventeen. That's she a badass be- bitch right there. Right. Until she became lost in the log rooms. That's how she died. I'm sure yeah. she just got lost. Di- died. She couldn't find her way back to the kitchen. Yeah. She starved. She starved. That's why we tell you not to leave it. You're gonna get lost in the big house. Trail of breadcrumbs. You didn't listen yeah. to me. This is why you should go everywhere with a pocket full of snacks. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I agree. Just drop gummy bears and Fruit hope snacks, the dog yeah. doesn't follow you. Yeah, don't I mean, have I a dog. Don't go to the bathroom without pocket salami. So, <laughs> in case, I mean, you never know. The the poo might be so good it just like erases your Sometimes memory. Sometimes it takes some. It takes it, it takes all it of your of energy, you. and then you got to refuel immediately. Yeah, fuel out, fuel in. I had a couple last week where it was like <laughs> I I was exhausted. <laughs> Thanks, dear. <laughs> and, and Did you refuel? <laughs> I was exhausted. And you know what? I didn't have any Oreos with me, and I wish I had, because I might have been able to get to back to work faster. I had to crawl out of the bathroom, laid on the floor, immediately took a nap. Took a nap. Woke up, ate a cheese stick, felt better. Yeah. Screamed at wife, Oreo me. And I had to like run down <laughs> the hall. Ran down the hallway, jammed an Oreo in my mouth, and I was ready to go. Yep. But she saved my life that day. Yeah. So there it's you go. a good wife. There you go. Get a wife who's going to put an Oreo in your mouth when you're pooping. That's a... Okay. Yep. Put it in your marriage vows, people. You're going to wish you had. So from 1917 to 1932, the Whitney family allowed the Wayne County Medical Society to move in and stay rent-free, even paying the property tax for them while they did their medical society. Uh, And then from... And then they gave the house to the Medical Society in 1941. Just said, okay, cool. We're sick of paying these property taxes, but now we're just going to give you the house. That's now your responsibility. It's like a doctor club? Kind of. Or it's like a doctor's office? I think it's the doctor's club. Okay. We're like It's just, a fun place where doctors like to hang out. Yeah, they really Talk about do. about doctor things. Yeah. Oh, stethoscopes. Mm, right? Mm, Are you, you right, yeah. guys? Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thermometer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the <laughs> Medical Society... Stayed it's in the, the new house. boop boop dinosaur boop. Yeah. It's meow meow meow. Thermometer meow. Meow meow prescription. Yes. So they were there until 1956. And when the medical society left as a thank you so much for letting us just live in your house Have your for house. so long. They took with them several art pieces, which I'm sure are worth lots of money. Just Oh my them. God. Did they pull those fucking windows out of the goddamn walls? They didn't. They kept the windows. They took this like life-size marble bust of some Greek god. Then they took a Venus de Milo bust and then a bronze statue of Shakespeare. And they're just like, okay, bye. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so in 1957, the Visiting Nurse Association bought the house and moved its offices to the location. Visiting Nurses Association 
is a collective of nurses, in-home nurses and hospice care workers. There you go. Okay. They, great. Good information. They were like, this home is great for our offices. So let's do it. So they were there until 1979 when the mansion was bought by Richard Keene, who saved it from demolition. Um, okay. Because it's a, it's like got to be historical landmarky at this point. Right? Yeah. I feel like in 1986 or, or 79, like when the house was purchased, they designated it a historical landmark so it couldn't be destroyed. Mm. But okay. they were going to straight up tear that down with all of those fucking like millions of dollars of Tiffany windows. They're like, ah, fuck it. They didn't know. Someone comes in like stripping copper pipe out of the wall yep. and they just leave those goddamn windows. Yeah. They don't even know. There's no cert- certificate of authenticity hanging from them. They didn't know. Yeah. They These didn't are just know. nice windows. That just reminds me of something uh, Bob's uncle, he's like, they just left the lolly crystal. Anyway, so somebody got like, someone broke into somebody's place, took a bunch of other stuff and then just like, left the very expensive crystal yeah that there they was had very there. expensive crystal and he was very because these people were so stupid stupid stole all the worthless stuff left, left. well because i'm sure they didn't know burglars yep. aren't like you know what i mean they're not on the up and up on things as they burgle maybe appraisers should get into burgling i'm just saying they'd be good at it i bet they'd, they'd be know good. where the high quality items are they'd be like uh, you know what there's nothing in this house worth taking peace and then it's just breaking and entering at that point mm-hmm that's all. That's all. For ha- practically nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's just a slap yeah. on the wrist. Anyway. Yeah, that's just an episode of Antiques Roadshow. For sure. For sure. So Richard, the new owner, spent many years and many millions of dollars renovating the house, finally opening it up as a restaurant in 1986. So he took the home and he split it into three levels. The first two floors had a dining room. And then the cocktail lounge that I mentioned earlier is on the third floor. Gotcha. Um, this restaurant was, the restaurant was sold in 2007. More renovations were made and the cocktail lounge was reopened under the, a new name, the Ghost Bar. Why? Because of the ghosts. Because this, they're haunted. This place oh. is haunted. Because they, they serve martinis into made with ghost peppers. Oh, oh every mm, drink here dishes we go. with some ghost peppers. Spicy marks. Get some little pieces in there. Uh, so starting in the aptly named ghost bar, many people have had experiences with orbs and apparitions. Orbs. Should have called it the orb bar. Ghost bubble bar. I'd go to the ghost bubble bar. Ghost bubble bar. Babbles. Babbles. The the borb. That's a restaurant for you. Yeah. Because we call it If I was an orb. If I was a restaurant, that's that's what I would be. If I was a restaurant, if I was all a restaurant, a bar and an orb. You could call me the Borb. <laughs> okay. Good to know. There is a performance art face going along with this that the listeners yes. cannot see. Cannot at all. And good. one of the very unique amenities at the Borb is bathroom Oreos. For Absolutely. For, for when you have debilitating poops. Like the, Energy sucking turds. Yeah. There, there's like there's like an old like yellowed <laughs> photograph of me. Bro. There's like an old yellowed photograph of me with like a handlebar mustache saying... I remember when I made a dump I couldn't stand up from. Yeah. Enjoy an Oreo. <laughs> Enjoy an Oreo. <laughs> Brought to you by Nabisco. Ding. Ding. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Uh, be their new ad campaign. It's just like yeah. all these people crawling down hallways with their pants around their ankles. And like a trail of toilet shit. paper coming and out. And then wives is just going, I'm coming, honey. <laughs> Let me feed you. Like the wife trips, the Oreos like slow-mo fall no. through the air towards them. The dog eats it and runs away. No. 
then the dog's outside just pooping up a storm. Yep. <laughs> Oreo. <laughs> Jesus. So during a wedding reception, there was a little girl up in the bar area with her mom during pre-dinner cocktail hour. Um, so Get it, little girl. Yeah. So the little girl was running around and didn't <laughs> want to go downstairs to the restaurant for dinner. So the way that the reception worked, it was drinks, pre, pre-dinner drinks, dinner, and then post. So it was like up, down, up. So she Got was it. just like, I don't want to go downstairs for din-din. And so mom, being the um, good Midwestern mother that she is, goes to the bartender. Hey, can you just watch my kid while I go get some food? <laughs> and bartender being the good mes- what good Midwestern man that he is said, yeah, sure. So he let the, oh my God. the bartender the went back to his business, like cleaning up before the post dinner cocktail hour. Little kids run around like a psychopath, you know, like all children. Yeah. And she so the um the bartender goes into a side room to do some like cleaning up and, and restocking of some stuff when he hears a, a shriek coming from the room where the girl is. And so he's like, oh, OK. So he goes over, runs to see what's wrong. And the girl like is completely white. She looks really terrified. And she told the bartender that a big ball of light flew out of the corner of the room and came right at her. That's not what she sounded like. So there was this big ball of light that flew out of the corner of the room and it came right to me. That's what she sounded like. Oh, that sounds real scary there. That was real scary. Okay, let's go find your mother. Okay. Can I have a beer? Say hi to your folks for me. Say hi to your folks for me. So about a month later, another good Midwestern man brought his young son to the bar because that is a thing. This is a thing. Yes, but here it was not to to imbibe. It was just to take a tour of the building because I guess you can. They do let you like wander around because it is a historical place and it's all like renovated. And this little kid was like, I love wood. He's like, I just really love old architecture. I love 1890s era architecture. And dad's like, all right, kid, you're weird. Papa, I is love this a Tiffany tif- window. Is, it, yeah, is this Tiffany glass, Papa? Hey, dad, is that a Tiffany window? I don't know. I mean, that's got to be worth a couple three dollars, right? You can't get that at Sears. Oh, yeah. But no. I so- mean, maybe you special order it. Yeah, I think you got to at least put in like two months notice yeah. to get it. Um, so anyway, they were just doing some sightseeing rather than drinking. Anyway, the bartender's doing his thing when he sees the little boy run out of the room that they were in and into another room. And as he was running into that other room, the bartender overhears the kids say, mommy, there it goes. Sorry, he was with his mom, not his dad. And the mom goes to the bartender, apologizes for her son running around like a crazy person and told the bartender her son is insisting he was being chased around by a big ball of light. That's, That's weird that the ghosts are all orbs that here. They're not all orbs. The ones that the children see apparently are orbs. But the ones that the adults see tend to be some full bodied apparitions. Oh, I was gonna say, triangles. Uh, they are. Yes, dear. They're triangles. They're just triangle shaped ghosts. <laughs> they're parallelograms. Yeah. So mm. people in the bar, like I said, see apparitions. I'm being attacked by a rhombus again. Former. Oh, no, there's an acute triangle on my tail. And he's not cute. It's okay. not a cute triangle. I mean, it's, it's a cute a, triangle. It's in a cute triangle, but it ain't cute. I could do this all night. Anybody? No? No? Do you not know what an acute triangle is? Are you obtuse? Are you obtuse? Be sure to tip your waitress, <laughs> folks. Tip your waitress. 
high quality shape joke. Oh my god. Jesus this Christ. This is why you tune into this podcast. Um so Welcome anyway. to Ghosts in Geometry. <laughs> That's gonna be our our seek or offshoot or spin-off. Thank you. Words. Uh so anyway, there was a bartender who would always see someone out of the corner of his eye as if like they're trying to get his attention to serve him. But every time he would turn to be like, yes, do you need something? No one would ever be there. Oh, oh. spooky. Um, a patron also claimed to have seen a person dressed in Victorian clothes, possibly Mr. Whitney, who they think is the ghost that hangs out, walk into a side room off the main bar. So the patron's like, that's weird. And that guy's dressed, that guy's dressed real funny. So he goes into the other room where he saw the man walk and no one was there. Do we know what the bar used to be? Like, was that like the gentleman's sitting room or something? We do not know. Oh, okay. There's yes, no curious. records. I mean, I'm sure there are. I just don't know. You just didn't yeah, look someone knows. We just don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, who gives a shit? Right? It don't matter no more. It's a bar. Anyway, um, other people have seen the uh, outline or the figure of a man in Victorian clothes in the window. So people, as they're walking into the restaurant, look up on the third floor and they do see a figure, a ghostly figure standing in the window, but no one is ever there. Spooky. Um, and then another man saw the silhouette of somebody standing behind him in the mirror of a bar, but when he turned around to look, the man was gone. And that scared the guy so much. I, The bartender saw it happen and he saw the man get like freaked out because he turns around and he sees the man get really spooked and he's like, are you okay? He's like, no, I'm fine, bro. And I went, oh, bro. Oh my God. No, no, I'm fine, bro. I just I just need to cash out. And as he was cashing out, he goes, okay, there was a dude behind me, but when I turned around, there was no dude there. And the bartender's like, that happens, I guess. Yeah, that's a ghost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's here sometimes. Yeah, you know. Uh, another Drives haunted- his Harley in. Oh, yeah, he just rides right in real loud like. Sometimes he's a man. Sometimes he's an octagon. Sometimes he's a motorcycle. You know, there, there are lots of shapes in motorcycles. So another haunted part of the restaurant is said to be the there elevator. There are lots of shapes in motorcycles. Thank you. <laughs> I just educated you all There's today. a There's lot, a lot of, them. of shapes in motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> am i am i wrong you're not wrong no you're just an asshole <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna look at me and tell me that i'm wrong um so numerous employees have stated that the elevator which was the first of its kind when the house was built because nobody had private elevators back then they still don't um the elevator will start moving on its own between floors and the doors will just open and close on their own no, no, absolutely not. Yeah. So if you're ever in the mood to take a haunted ride up to pick a random floor, one, two, or three, uh, the Whitney is the place to be. And there you go, kids. That is the story of the haunted Whitney bar and restaurant in Detroit, Michigan. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, there's some. I would go stuff to this haunted bar. And um, in pre-COVID times, they do have, they lean into this. They do have a ghost dinner that comes with, so you go and you have like their fancy champagne tasting and dinner. And then at the end of it, you go on a little tour and you try to do some ghost hunting. So they do lean into it. Yeah. So pre-COVID times, you could do a bunch of fun stuff, all involving champagne. So you can get all boozed up. And then you yes, can go drunk for and ghost. ghost hunting. Why have we never done this before? I don't That's know. That's our spinoff. That, yes. 
That'll be that'll be in the afters. Once we're all vaccinated, we'll do some drunken ghost hunting. Love right. it. Anyway, uh, stick around. Come back. Tuna's got some foods. Maybe. You never Maybe. know. We don't know stick what it's going to be. Let's find out. She's her own boss. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal, Engineer Bob. There's one thing I love. It's being an orb. Hey, guess what? iTunes reviews. Submit one if you want. I don't care. Hey, also, patreon.com slash booze and brews. Audio episodes, video episodes, show sketches. It's a great value. You can spend money and get awesome stuff, including our undies for $5,000. And I would like to thank listener Eurydia for your very generous contribution. And welcome to the booze and brews family. Don't worry. We're not related. Also, social media websites. We're on them. You've got them. You can talk to us on them. We've got a Twitter at Booze and Bruce. Facebook at Booze and Bruce. And an Instagram at Booze and Bruce Podcast. That's it for me. Now back to the show. Three, go. Oh man, round two. We could talk about some more food ghosts. Nom, nom, food nom, nom, nom. Ghosts. Nom, nom. Ghosts or in the food. Not because. It's my show and I do what I want. So Our, Tuna's oh. going to tell you all about boats. Nope. She's going to tell us all about far- farts because what are farts but ghosts of your food? Yeah, Pretty true. much. So I farted yesterday. Okay, and great. Yeah. And all about it. it was great. Redolent with what kinds of exotic it. It spices? People clapped in neighboring homes. It was amazing. Good job. I wish I could get that kind of reaction from my farts. Well, mm-hmm. you should practice more. Oh, no, no. He does not need any more practice. <laughs> He should practice less. He's got his 10,000 hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, no, I am going to tell you about Fort Monroe. Okay, I'm, I'm failing to see the food connection. I would love Here's to see the, the connection. There's a, there is a tie-in. You gotta stick with me till we get there. Is it a ghost named Slimer who eats all of the food in a restaurant? No, there is a tie-in. I think it's worth it, and we're gonna get to it. All right. Okay, great. So Fort Monroe uh, is built on Old Point Comfort, which is the southern tip of the Virginia Peninsula. And the most comfortable um, part of Virginia. Yeah, It is. So it's between the Chesapeake Bay and Hampton Roads, which is an, like two big river points. Sure. It's basically like a sticky outy point of Virginia that like protects all the waterways coming into America. Sure. Yep. Okay. Um, and it's called Old Point Comfort because when the original... White people. Yes. I almost said founders, but that's no. not right. When, when the original the white came. people came to America, landed in Jamestown, they went on a little walkabout, they found this area, and they said the point brought them much comfort. So they called it Comfort Point, and then it became Old Point Comfort over time. Oh, because see, they found I, a new, even more comfortable point. Well, I thought <laughs> well, that because was... because it, it had been 50 years by then, so it was old news. So okay. old. I just thought that that was the place where they all go get hand jobs. That's, it is comforting. Point, it's comfort. not called comfort grip. It's called oh, comfort, comfort point. point. That's where you get pegged. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so the very first fort to be built on this spot was built in 1609. Dang, that's Ooh. a... that's a, 1609. That is old for America. Yes, it is. Um, and they built a fort called... Oh, God, I wish I could read my handwriting. I'm going to say Algerion. Fort Algerion. That's what it is now. Fort Algeria. Um, Love it. Yep. F- fort Algebra um, on on Com- Cape Comfort. Uh, and these were basically like spinoffs of people who came from the Jamestown colony. Like, oh. that's how fucking old this goddamn fort is. Um, the fort, as every website very specifically stated, burned down by accident... 
Sure, sure. That's what history wants you to believe. But you know, some drunken fool tripped over his own dick and then just lit the whole place. That's on what fire. they got to say. That's an accident. I think they're trying to say like the the oh. wild natives didn't burn the fort down. A bunch of idiot white people burned down their own goddamn fort. I'm pretty sure it's an insurance scheme. Oh, yes. maybe early yeah. 1600s insurance. Absolutely. Take that mutual of Omaha. Yeah, mutual of um, ye old Virginia. But that's that <laughs> yeah, was mutual before, of Omaha that doesn't exist, exist yet. That yeah. was before the split of mutual Omaha and Omaha steak. So when you burned down your house, they gave you meat. Oh, oh, they, your payout was in meat. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah, if I you're don't... if you're a hungry boy, it's a pretty good deal. Or girl, or, or girl, neither or both. Yeah, yeah. You were uh, any any which way but loose, baby. Just get them steaks. <laughs> So uh, the original four burned down by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, so then it like didn't have a real big fancy fort there for a while, but there was always like a building. They built some sort of like temporary structure because it was on this big point between these two big rivers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like one of the historical landmarks of this uh, place is that in 1619, the temporary building that was built there was the first place in America to process the first Quote, African immigrants. To no, come they to are our not African. Do not call them African immigrants. That's bullshit. They didn't yeah, they immigrate came here. On a boat from, we think, probably the Bahamas. So they had probably already been on a journey at this sure. point. Man. And then they were immediately sold for more food and supplies. Cool. They really, really washed that story in, in sort yeah. of like a whitish color. It was color. written by yeah, Kanye like, West. Like Jesus white Christ. washed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes up for it later, but I was like, that's not a great line for your bio, guys. No, I would, uh, would take it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then in 1730, they rebuilt another big fancy fort. They called it Fort George. Uh, Okay. I mean, after Mr. Washington or just because, uh, George is, or King George. 1730? So I, I don't know. Could be oh, anything. Oh, no, because George... Probably not George Washington. Probably not, because he would have been a baby. <laughs> Look, they don't know. They knew he was destined for greatness, him and his wooden chip chumps. Yeah. They're like, that um, man, we're going to name a fort after this baby. These yeah. incredible teeth made out That's of That's a horse. big fancy baby. <laughs> That's a good baby. Um, so that fort did not burn down by accident, but was accidentally by crushed by a hurricane in 1749. Okay. It burned down by baby. Yeah, it burned down by by hurricane. Um, so then they built then they built like a lighthouse in the space, and then there were again like temporary structures, but not another like big important fort, which um, ended up being like a big fucking bad move because in 1813 that's where the British came, came. through in the War of 1812, and like they used that area it was completely overtaken by the British because we didn't have a stronghold. Mm. You know and they're they sitting there thinking, you know, what we should have done. They took that all the way up to D.C. and they burned down Washington. Like, whoops. this is whoops. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's so. Then they were like, "Cool." That was one of those guys probably... is like, "I'll get to it. Don't worry, I'll get to it." And he never got to it. Yep. Yeah. So then, then they got to it because then it seemed real important. Yeah. Um, so then, in 1819, um, they commissioned a new fort to be built. It was going to be called Fort Monroe after President Monroe, who's president at the time. Yeah, great, great. And this was a little bit of a like uh, we like dug in the dirt and took a picture and snapped the oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And made really big snizzers. They did groundbreaking and that was yeah. It. And then they didn't actually start building the fucking fort until 1822. Sure. Okay. No, I mean, there was a lot of logistical. It was a logistical yeah, nightmare. Permit. 
Um, so then, Hermits but once they started building it, they built it pretty quick. And then it housed its first units of soldiers by 1823. And oh. then it was an operating fort for a long ass fucking time. Um, it was a big, like most of its importance of Fort Monroe itself came during the Civil War when even though Virginia obviously went to the side of the Confederacy, there, I guess, parts of Virginia stayed Union loyal, including yes. this fort. So this fort remained oh. Union territory. Mm. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I just <clears throat> read something about that yesterday, about like really? certain counties in southern states who were... Um, who were like pro-union, who would actively fight people from other counties. Like in Alabama, there was a couple. Yeah. Um, well, and this was like, it's kind of right along that line, mm-hmm. you know, the Mason Dixon. Yeah. And, um, and so it became a very big, important uh, like military stronghold for the union they sent a bunch of big fancy generals and shit there and they would when like warring doing skirmishes and stuff they would capture any slaves they found which the commander of that fort started uh like the southerners were like give us back our slaves and they were like no this is war these are contraband of war is what he <laughs> called them and mm. then he'd take them up to the north and free them <laughs> that's awesome And so then escaped slaves started making a run for this fort because it was in Virginia and they knew if they could get there, they would be free. Yeah. Um, So they started calling it Freedom's Fortress. Oh, and for a while they were like, it was originally called French Fortress. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good 9-11 content for all you (laughs) listeners out there. Slavery not dark enough for you. How about some 9-11 jokes? Get ready. We got those. Um, so they were they were taking in like whole slave families because sometimes they would come through, they would make it to the fort and they like didn't know where to go. And so they would just be like, oh, we got land here, like pitch a tent, hang out, get your shit figured out and then go north and make a life for yourselves. Wow. Hmm. Um, and they were one of the like biggest, most important forts of the Civil War to house battalions of black soldiers oh, wow. as well. So there was like white soldiers housed with black soldiers, obviously in separate battalions. Separate but equal. And they didn't call them black battalions, but they did put them there too, which I thought, okay, you're trying to you're trying to recoup on that bad press. Yeah. We're getting there. It, it, you got to a point and then it all went backwards. Yeah. Um, so then Attempts uh, during the, were made. Yeah. <laughs> um, during the war, Lincoln visited and he stayed at the fort for four days. Um, and then uh, after like, hey, Lincoln, was a comfortable and, fort. And then after Lincoln was assassinated, and the war turned more in favor of the Union in a stronger way, and they captured Jefferson Davis. And for a while, Jefferson Davis was the Confederate president of the United States. Uh, just sidebar. Yeah. Um, he was the other. He was the president of the South. Yeah. And people thought he was involved in Lincoln's assassination, so he was held in prison for a while. And that prison he was held in was at Fort Monroe. Oh. <clears throat> he obviously had nothing to do with the assassination and was released, <clears throat> but he was there for a while. And then um, as this fort was like big and important, um, a town grew up around it and it became like a little bustly metropolis area. Um, the fort stayed active, uh, like housing active servicemen, women and both and neither during World War One and World War Two. Mostly, obviously, it was a training base, although they were just like, we're on the defense uh, we're on the defensive side during World War II, like as if Japan was just going to come up the Potomac or something. Yeah. No, mm. you know those those Germans, <coughs> German crazies that were going to take their real long time getting their U-boats. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did get gonna... one as far as New York before we caught it. 
Yeah. Yeah, we don't even know. There might have been one in the Potomac we never knew about. Yeah, I mean, so didn't see any action, but they were there. They They were ready. I was ready to... They weren't going to let the War of 1812 happen again. No, no. Lesson learned. Yep. That's right. Um, Then in May of 2005... Um, it was one of a like, huge push to close uh, a bunch of old military forts. So it was recommended for closure in 2005. And part of the law for like all these closures, they had six years to do it. And Fort Monroe was like one of the last ones closed pretty much exactly six years later in 2011. Again, it's similar. Be like, we're going to get around to it. We're going to get around to closing. Get, I know it's on my to-do list. It's, it, look, I've got a calendar and it's circled. Okay, I got six years. Chill. Bill, I Bill have did you close Tuesday. the fort yet? Bill, did you close the fort yet? And then like two weeks before, it's a mad fucking dad. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> They're just like throwing files in boxes. Just burn it. Can we just burn it all? Just burn them. It's fine. Um, so then it was declared a national historic site. Um, it's part of the um, the old fort itself. Part of the old fort itself is part of the national park system. Um, and part of it has been sold off to businesses. So there's like a bunch of businesses there. There's also a museum it's that's like a mainly Chick-fil-A focused on and a this. Blimpy. Yeah. It's got a <laughs> there's food a court. museum that's mostly focused on the Civil War era of the fort that's in the old um, casemate area, which is basically the old prison of the fort. Okay. Mm. Um, yes. So, uh, now that it's a national park, it has, uh, a whole park landscape. It has a beautiful beach. It has a fishing pier and a boardwalk, um, and several stores and restaurants, including St. Mary's star of the sea Catholic church, which sounds like tuna fish. It does. It does not sound like church. I thought you were going to say like Bubba gum shrimp company. No, it has, uh, it houses the Hampton police Academy training facility okay a a hardwood store floor called just floored (laughs) great great (laughs) uh a very big fancy hotel called the chamberlain which we're going to come back to and and here we go okay a craft brewery called oozle finch craft brewing (laughs) okay i want to go to here oozle finch oh yes now what you may ask is an oozle finch. Yes, I was just please, about to ask that. Please I'm so me. glad you asked because an oozle finch is basically a cryptid. Oh! So first uh, discovered in 1905 by Captain H.M. Meridian, who apparently was deep in his cups at the time. Okay. Yep, he yep. was hanging out in the officer's club at Fort Monroe yep. and he gazed out of the window where he spotted an oozle finch. Hey, friends, I I spy an oozle finch, sir. You've had how you've had a lot nope, of glasses nope, of mead. Definitely an oozle finch. So an oozle finch is a bird. A bird. Um, it's sort of it's great. duck. Bob, you can sketch if you'd like. I'm going Their logo to. Logo is adorable. Um, it's sort of duck-like in shape. So okay. like little squatty body, really long neck. Okay. Um, however, no fur, no feathers. So it's naked. You know, it's a, a naked hairless bird. sphinx cat of a duck. Oh God! Okay. Also has no eyelids, so it oh, just stares just at you eyeballs. with with red bloodshot eyes. Okay. I and feel it only like that's flies. what this man looks like after his bender is complete. Yes, and it only flies backwards. Oh. This okay. Okay. All of this just screams this man uh, is seeing a this lot. Is a, this is a drunk guy. Captain H M Meridian is not a man to make up an oozle finch. Sure. Sure. So it's a naked duck with red eyes. 
And no, and no eyelids. eyelids. And it flies backwards. Yep. Apparently at mock speeds. But I was like, how can you clock that? Did you get out a radar gun? That's you a guess this, this is a military H-M-R-D-ish. man, okay? This fucking guy has seen things, A, fly backwards, like how airplanes, does, and B, know it's seen him go at Mach 5. How does he know it's flying at Mach speeds in 1905? Because he is a man ahead of his time, okay? You don't know. Maybe he's a time traveler. You know what kind of maybe. shit the fucking military's been getting up to? You ever oh, heard yeah. of Area 51? Military secret Didn't exist yet. Shut That's up. what they want you to think, sheeple. That is what they want me to think. Yep. Wake up, sheeple! We've, we've got conspiracy theorist Bob over here who's gotten, he's getting the uh, big eyes. So then uh, Captain H.M. Meridian uh, immediately carved a figurine of the Uzel Finch. How many fingers was, did he cut off of his own hand in the process? No, and I think he was a good little whittler. Okay. Um, and he put it up. It went up behind the bar in the captain's club. Okay. And like, uh, so to be like, that's the Uzel Finch. It became like their mascot. And then anyone who saw the Uzel Finch would be like, oh, you've seen him. You now can be like joined into what they called the order of the Uzel Finch. I want to be. This is some Illuminati shit. Now my Area 51 stuff doesn't seem so crazy, does it? <laughs> so amongst all of these things that exist now where the fort used to be, there is this cool craft brewery. But the whole area where the fort used to be is haunted as shit. So uh, you'll remember, I told you, Confederate President Jefferson Davis was imprisoned for a while Mm -hmm. um, at Fort Monroe. And apparently his ghost never really left. Mm. Because people, apparently every night, uh, Mr. Davis was allowed to like take a constitutional. So he would like walk along the ramparts of the prison, of the prison-y part of the fort. Yeah. Um, And... Um, he would look out to his wife was like being held in a home that was like on the grounds, but not part of the prison. And he would like walk along these and he would look back out to the window and his wife would try and like be in the window when he was there. And they would like exchange eye contact and just be like, are you OK? Like, like checking in on each other as best they can. Mm. Winky um, faces. And so they start jerking off. I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just walking along. Furiously yeah, I'm a, just, I've come to the window and exposed my naked yeah, breasts really? to you, Jefferson Davis. Oh. <laughs> um, so uh, Jefferson Davis' ghost is seen sometimes at night walking along those ramparts of the old fort. Um, just cranking so, it. cranking it. Just cranking it. And sometimes he, sometimes, not always, but sometimes his ghost will turn and look towards where his wife used to be, which is now like a private residence, like mm. some other family lives there. And they're like, when his ghost looks, the light in that room turns itself on. Whoa. Ooh. You can control the lights. <laughs> um, and then you remember I also mentioned the Chamberlain Hotel, which is like a big fancy hotel that's on the grounds. Yep. So they have a couple famous ghosts. Um, one of them is a ghost of a young woman named Esmeralda. Ooh, exotic name. Yes, yeah, so she is the daughter of a boat captain, and uh, she was staying at the hotel waiting for her boat captain daddy to come oh, back, boy. and he never did. Oh. And so she died, I think, in the hotel waiting for him to come back. So she just hangs out, and she looks out a window on the eighth floor, and sometimes people will see a woman dressed in old-timey clothes just staring out the fucking window. Man, waiting for him to come back. Never get over back. it, girl, man. You got to like pull yourself up by the skirt and straps was, and just like get a mm, job. It was nice to see it be like a story about a girl and her father versus that's normally yeah. like a like my mother has left me. Yes. Um, 
The, I think, more famous ghost of the Chamberlain Hotel is what most describe as a morose-looking man in a top hat. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I love him already. Yep, who shows up and hangs out on the porch. Right. And people who get a better look at him, like he, people see him fairly often, but people who get a better look at him are like, holy shit, that's Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, I was oh. going to say Abraham Lincoln. There, there are some Abraham Lincoln ghost stories. They didn't feel strong enough, so I didn't okay. include them. There are some Abraham Lincoln stories oh, from our time. Old Mr. Poe, eh? Yes. So you may wonder why is Mr. Poe hanging out at this hotel? Yeah, I thought Mr. he po- hangs out at the at a bar where he he like died. Well, he hangs out lots of places. Well, he stayed at this hotel for a couple days the week before he died. Okay. And he was hanging out on the porch of this hotel where he would spend his days reading his poetry to like pretty young women who would come up and try and talk to him. This is he's where he got point. the syphilis. The, guaranteed yes, it. I bet. I, this no, is where... I think he was already pretty deep in the syphilis. This is where he intensified his syphilis. Maybe. He got more syphilis. Yes. He yes. Injected and... into his penis. And Edgar Directly. Allan Poe came to stay at this hotel because whilst he was a young, nubile man mm-hmm. and was in military service, he was stationed at Fort Monroe. Oh. And he actually was well, like pretty well, uh, like people liked him and he did well for himself. He was very smart. He was good at mathematics. So they put mm-hmm. him in charge of like engineering stuff. Okay. And he did well by himself and he got like what's the word I'm looking promoted promoted up the ranks mm. but then he decided that he didn't want to army anymore he and wanted he to marry to... his 13 year old cousin yeah, yeah. I, who doesn't and then he so he didn't want to army anymore and he tried to get kicked out of the army and they wouldn't kick him out until for a week straight he showed up at like roll call on the parade grounds every morning in nothing but his hat <laughs> hell yeah Kicked out for dingus. That's yep. what he is. Be like, I- I'm tired of seeing your dingus. Leave. Yeah. You can go home. So he came back to Would the you hotel. Like to, to see be like, my penis again? <laughs> then release me from servitude. Doesn't that put like a weird spin on him reading poetry to women on the porch? Yes. Being like, I used to hang out here and show everyone my dick. Yeah. This, also, is, this is a building a with a storied tradition. Not only were some of my finest poems concocted here, but also these grounds have seen my penis. <laughs> As you shall see my penis, my doll. It's seen a lot of my penis. <laughs> now let me tell you about the cask of Amontillado. <laughs> um, so another famous ghost of this uh, fort is, she's called the Lady in White. She's one of the many ladies in white. All in white. Um, but she, her backstory is kind of funny. She was the wife of the captain of the fort at the time. Okay. And he was described as like slovenly and stodgy. <laughs> okay. Okay. So she's married like Job to a grotesque height. fancy man. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like young and hot. And one day he, he goes away for a trip for the weekend and she immediately starts fucking a bunch of the soldiers stationed oh. at the fort. Oh, I bet she did. And he comes home and he finds out and he's mad and he just immediately shoots her. Oh, go. Oh. Okay. Well. So they see her in this white dress with like a bu- bullet hole in the oh, chest area. Man. And she wanders the whole yard. Like sometimes people will see her by the hotel. They'll see her by the brewery. They'll see her like wandering up and down the boardwalk. They'll see her on the beach. She's just making her rounds. I assume looking for hot young ween. Yeah. I was like, she's just recreating her, her trail, her trail of semen. Yeah. Yeah. 
And like I would this. like to think maybe she meets up with the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe every once in a while for oh, a quickie. Oh, a little. Tell me some poetry with your penis. Hey, because you can't pass that syphilis when you're dead. Yeah, exactly. No, you can't die from syphilis. You already did. Yeah. I like it. This is a win-win. Um, but my favorite ghost and the ghost most closely tied to the Oozle Fringe Brewery. Okay. Is um, people all over the Fort area will get, they've never seen uh, like an apparition, but they get EVPs of a little girl's voice. Oh, okay. And the little girl, she'll say, she says a bunch of things. She like doesn't do a lot of interacting. Like she doesn't seem, she seems like a residual ghost, not an intelligent haunting. Yeah. Um, so she says a bunch of like little girl thing like, oh, I like ships i'm a little girl she says little girl Where's things my dolly yeah <laughs> yes but more often than not she is calling out the name greta greta okay, okay. greta okay. she's calling out the name greta oh, all right um and everyone was like well who's greta um but they pretty quickly figured out that there's the ghost of a cat that wanders the facility including has been spotted multiple times at the brewery and people say sometimes they're like a cat and it disappeared but sometimes people are like a gray cat came over and i pet it and the collar is engraved with the name greta Greta. oh Oh. she's just looking for her kitty she's looking for a little ghost kitty who's also there who's all she you would think they would have found each other by now I think they this find each other every day. Yeah. I think they find each other every night and they lose each other every night because little kids are dumb. That's, this is true. That's true. And Greta's a cat. It can't be all on her, you know? Yeah. yeah. She's a cat. She got other things to do. She got brewery people to get scratches from. That's that's true. Yeah. How are you gonna um, get a scratch from the little girl? She's not corpor- corporeal. There's no scratches to be given. Zero scratches. No one's ever seen the little girl. They only hear her. Yeah, you can't uh. feel those scratches. Um, but so that's the story of Fort Monroe nice. and the Oozlefrich Craft Brewery, which, by the way, leans into the fact that they're part of a haunted fort. Oh, okay. Nice. They, of course they would. They're uh, they're named after a cryptid. Yeah. But they do um, haunted tours every Halloween, which they call Boozlefinch Tours. Ah, I love it. Big fan. Oh my Big God. fan. I'm a fan. Uh, but it's all closed for indoors right now because COVID. Right. <laughs> Oh. But soon, maybe this Halloween, you guys. Maybe this yes. Halloween season, you can get a Boozle Finch. Yeah. yeah, you can go to Boozle Finch. And a lot of their beers are like, name, like they're, they have a lady in white beer. Oh. They have, um, a lot of their beers are like named after other cryptids or other ghosts or like they really lean into the like supernaturaliness of it all. Nice. Um, they also do a sour festival, Melly. <gasps> Ooh. Anyway, so that's my food adjacent ghost. All right. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll give it to you. I'll yeah. give you I'll oh, give yeah, you most credit. I like the connection. Which, which brings me to this. I'm gonna say beer adjacent beer. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. So so again, this is caramel currant. It's, it's a pastry stout. Better now that it's warmed up a bit. Um, I still the can don't is like a bunch it. of different shades of brown. It's at a Coronado Brewing Company, which their logo is a mermaid holding the beer like that. Yeah. Stout like with cocoa, caramel, coconut, Tahitian vanilla, and lactose. It tastes like sweet. coconut vanilla. Sweet coconut vanilla with way too much booze. I don't even get the. I get, I get the bit coconut. Of, I can get those flavors, but they're not good together for some reason. And they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to taste like a chewy caramel chocolate bar. No, it doesn't. It tastes like alcohol. Cloyingly sweet. 
Yes. Also, we're burying the lead on this. It's 10.3%, yeah. guys. There's a reason it is very sweet and tastes like alcohol. It is yeah. a lot of alcohol. It between- kind of tastes like drinking vanilla extract. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It's not it's great. It's not my favorite. It smells good. The, now that it's opened up and warmed up, it smells nice. It just hits a little too hard. Yeah. There's it's too much pastry a, in that stout. It's got a little bit of that raisin smell. I don't, I don't know. I'm just not crazy about it. I think that 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 raisiny, like we when we were on that kick of all the barrel aged beers yeah. Yeah. many, many moons ago, 200 episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like we had a lot of those. I think it's that higher ABV gets raisiny. Mm-hmm. It does. And so it's like, it, it, this could be better if yeah. it weren't so... I don't know. I think if this was 8%, it would be great. I I think you're right. I think if they took the ABV down, it would be better. You can drink this. I would recommend taking one can and splitting it with like three people. people, Yeah. Maybe four. It's definitely also a dessert beer. So it's probably your last beer of the day. Because like the thing of it is like once I had a sip of it, I was like, okay, yeah, I get this. And then I didn't want another. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just me though. I had it. When I had my first sip, I was like, oh God, I have a whole can. It's significant. I think you should share this one. I I definitely will. I I feel like I may finish what's in my glass. All right. Congratulations. All right. Well, uh, hey, this is the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Guess what I love? What? Midwestern kids at bars, because I was one of those ones. You know what else I love? Oozle finches. That thing's great. You know what else I like? Elevators, because my brother works at a company where he helps people that make elevators. You know what else I love? <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe's penis. That thing. You love it. I love high it. High quality. Until I love it, be- it. I love Midwestern wood and Edgar Allan Poe's wood. Yeah, until it became riddled with diseases. That part wasn't great. I also love that I was a restaurant ghost bar. That was great. Uh, it, uh, specifically, one that was orbular shaped. Orbular. But if there's one thing I love more than anything else, it's Jefferson Davis's wife's breasts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a win. Oh my God, a win for racist Confederate breasts. <laughs> The only time that that's happened. Yay. Yay. I'll take the win. Breasts always win. I'll take the win. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I feel bad for that joke. <laughs> Don't. Don't ever Don't. regret it's anything. Don't. It's mine. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Come back next week. Yeah. There'll be more booze. And there'll be more brews. And until then. Cheers. Cheers. Boobs.